Green pastures. I know you're picturing lush fields of belly deep alfalfa as far as the eye can see. Well, get that picture out of your mind. Instead, see clumps of green along the arid landscape of the Negev Desert in Israel. That's more the biblical reality. And that's what our heart is for our weekly Green Pastures devotions published by Vineyard Boise. Our hope is that each day you'll find a wee clump of green along the all-too-often arid landscape of life, just enough to sustain you, to keep you moving forward. Each daily devotion consists of four strands, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. May the Lord lead us together into the green pastures we need today to continue growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Green Pastures for Monday, May 2nd. Galatians, page 1, continued. Today's scripture reading, Galatians chapter 1, verses 11 to 24 from the New International Version, which reads, For I would have you know, brothers, that the gospel that was preached by me is not man's gospel. For I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my former life in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God violently and tried to destroy it. I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people, so extremely zealous was I for the traditions of my fathers. But when he who had set me apart before I was born and who called me by his grace was pleased to reveal his son to me in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately consult with anyone, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me. But I went away into Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to visit Cephas and remained with him 15 days. But I saw none of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. In what I am writing to you, before God, I do not lie. Then I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia, and I was still unknown in person to the churches of Judea that are in Christ. They only were hearing it said, He who used to persecute us is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy. And they glorified God because of me. This is God's Word. Since Galatians is a letter, I like to think of these as pages rather than chapters, since that's what letters have. Pages. Books have chapters. Letters. Pages. This week we explore and reflect a bit through the second half of page one of this letter in which Paul dives headlong into the issue of authenticity the authenticity of his message, his gospel, his good news. To establish that authenticity, he vigorously establishes his own, which tells us something crucial. The authenticity of what we say is directly linked to the authenticity of who we are. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Today is you taking time to read and soak in the rest of this first page of Paul's letter. To which end, having heard this week's text from a proper standard translation, it's time to hear it in toto from a most improper one. Here's Mike's amplified version. See what it might help further uncork. Here's my big reveal to you, my kith and kin. 
The good news messaged by me was no mere human construct. I didn't download it from any human source, nor did I receive it in the course syllabus of any human institution. No, we're talking direct revelatory download from Jesus the Messiah himself. You heard how I once rolled within the confines of Judaism, how passionately I rolled right over gathered communities of Jesus people, hunting them, gutting them like animals. Indeed, my career prospects within Judaism were soaring way over the heads of my colleagues, leaving my comrades in the dust of my over-the-top zeal for our heritage and our ancestral traditions. But God had other plans before I was born, drawing a line around me from my mother's womb and calling me by his empowering divine favor with the ultimate goal of revealing his son, not just to me, but in me, so that I might be and share the good news among all ethnicities. And what was the first thing I did? Well, it wasn't seeking out human counsel about what to say or do, nor was it making a beeline to Jerusalem to compare notes with those already ministers plenipotentiaries before me. No, I went on pilgrimage to Arabia all by myself. I was looking for a certain Sinai cave. And then I returned to Damascus. Then, finally, after three years, I went up to Jerusalem, but only to swap histories with Kepha, the rock, a.k.a. Peter. And I hung out with him for 15 days, far too short a time for an in-depth collaboration. And I didn't even see any of the other ministers, plenipotentiaries, the apostles, only Yaakov, the Lord's brother. And here I am, raising my right hand, I do solemnly swear before God, all I write here is no lie. Next on the itinerary, the very familiar climbs of Syria and Cilicia. And as for all the gathered Jesus communities of faith and practice scattered across the countryside of Judea, they were clueless about who I was, never having so much as glimpsed my face. They only heard the report spreading like wildfire. The persecutor has become the proclaimer of the faith which he formerly gutted. And they raised their voices in a swelling chorus of praise and acclamation to God over me. This is God's word. So now you've heard this week's text twice. If you have margins, Give it one more reading from a translation of your choice. See what you see. Then pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer. What do you hear and see in this text? What key words and themes are emerging? What questions are being stirred in you? What question would you ask Paul if you could? What initial takeaway is forming in your mind? How might God be nudging you through your initial encounter with this text? Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. At least so prayed Samuel in millennia's past. So I pray this day, this week, as we encounter Paul's experience in these lines of an ancient letter, 
let us encounter you afresh ourselves. Speak, Lord. We are listening.